It's good singing tonight. Let's go ahead and uh, ask the Lord to keep meeting with us. Father, we do thank you, God, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for this morning and, Father, for the good weekend we've uh, experienced thus far. Lord, we pray now afresh tonight that you'd speak to our hearts, Lord, that you would um, just give us truth and, and spiritual food, dear God, that would take us into the week. Lord, we uh, just ask you to help us, Father, to, uh, to love you with all our heart. Lord, and uh, Father, love our neighbors, and Father, I just pray that you would bless this service tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. If you love Jesus, say amen. 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 I'm glad you do. I'm glad you're here uh, this evening, and uh, we had a time this morning, and uh, had guests and visitors in, and, and uh, a lot of good Sunday school activity going on and everything like that, so we rejoice in that, and then we revealed the theme uh, and you see the new banner up, some of you that were in the children's churches and junior churches and nurseries and all. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But we're excited about it, excited what the Lord has for us this year. And uh, we're starting it out right, amen. There's been all kinds of stuff going on and a and, uh, little bit of some illnesses that different folks have had and different things. Brother Kingsland had his surgery and they came back, the pathology, that there was no cancer. It's benign. So that was totally uh, clear there. So we praise the Lord for that and thank God for him. He was right back in his place this morning. And so we're appreciative of the Lord's blessing there. Don't forget Wednesday night, we'll be here 7.30, our regular evening service. Keep it going, right? How many of you have been? You've been Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, and you're back tonight. You've been in every service so far. So you got perfect attendance for everything this year. My soul, that's miraculous. That really is, I'm telling you. And uh, I wasn't even sure. Last year, I had COVID, didn't I? I had COVID. I don't know if I made it to the first service of the year or what. I know that we push uh, the theme and all of that back to the end of the month and, and all of that kind of stuff. But, hey, I'm grateful. Listen, I announced this morning about youth conference going to Lexington, Kentucky in uh, February 28th through March 4th. Now, I'm not ready to signing up and all of that, but I did ask this morning uh, that people would start to give. I'm trying to raise several thousands of dollars to help with the expenses and the cost to get our young people down there got in quite a bit of money this morning and I thank the Lord for that for your giving and uh, but if you would be uh, mindful of that and begin to give you can just mark it YC okay now there'll be a tuition registration fees and all of that for the kids and I'll announce that here in a few days or uh, in the next service or so but uh, this is above that registration money and all that so uh, I'd ask for you to give if you could and help with that try to do things in a, a, a good way and and uh, make it a, an enjoyable time. And uh, I try to keep it as comfortable as possible, too. Uh, I, I, I don't like roughing it if I don't have to rough it. Does, does that make any sense? I've roughed it for many years, trust me. I, I know what roughing is like. And uh, my, uh, my, 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 my daughter, the other kids are in Bible college and stuff now. And, you know, they got their stories of the dorms and, and all of that kind of stuff. But, hey, I lived in the dorm, too. So I understand it. Uh, do I want to go back to the dorm? No. Okay? I don't. And uh, so I'm just saying uh, we'll do that. So if you'll help us just start giving, you can mark it in the memo of your check, YC, all right? That'll get it there. Or on the uh, offering envelope, you can put it in the other uh, category, mark it YC, and we'll know where to put that at. And so we praise the Lord for that. Go ahead and get your songbook out. Brother Kyle, you come lead us another song. 
Amen. As we stand, we'll turn to hymn number 402. Hymn number 402, we'll sing, Isn't the Love of Jesus Something Wonderful? We'll sing all three stanzas. Hymn number 402. There will never be a sweeter story, story of the Savior's love divine, love that brought him from the realms of glory, just to save a sinful soul like mine. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful, wonderful, wonderful? Oh, isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful, wonderful it is to me? Boundless as the universe around me, reaching to the farthest soul away. Saving, keeping love it was that found me. That is why my heart can truly say, Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Wonderful it is to me. Love beyond the human comprehending. Love of God in Christ, how can it be? This will be my theme and never ending. Great redeeming love of Calvary. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Wonderful it is to me. Listen, let's give. We already talked a little bit about giving, so let's just continue to be faithful about it. Brother Antons, why don't you come around, if you would, and uh, ask the Lord to receive our offering tonight and bless it. Appreciate Brother Antons and his faithfulness. You go ahead and pray for us. When he closes, you can be seated. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to bless in the area of finances in our lives and in our church. Lord, thank you for good missionaries, and Lord, thank you that we have an avenue we can give towards that we know souls are being saved. Father, bless our service, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
since I didn't get this right this morning, preacher's making me read it again. <laughs> so if everyone could uh, please turn to the book of Matthew and chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. And we'll be starting off in verse 34 this evening. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 34. And if everyone could please stand for the reading of the word of God. Matthew chapter 22, beginning in verse 34, the Bible says, But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for just uh, again for what you did for us this morning. Thank you for our guests you brought out both this morning and this evening. And Lord, we, uh, we ask that you please just help us to focus in, settle our hearts, shut out our worldly cares, and just to be obedient to your word this evening. And Lord, we pray and we ask that you just speak through our preacher with great power this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As you find your seats, if you turn in your hymn book one last time this evening, hymn number 97. Hymn number 97, I love to tell the story. We'll sing all four stanzas. I love to tell the story. Hymn number 97. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and His glory. Of Jesus and His love, I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story. and his love I love to tell a story or wonderful it seems and all the golden fancies of all our golden dreams I love to tell the story it did so much for Oh 
chapter 22 tonight, Matthew chapter 22. We're only going to be there for a few moments and we're going to head over to another book and I'll get you there in just a moment. Thinking about that uh, song, Tell the Story. I know Brother Tyler uh, Wright, he's out working security for us tonight here in, in the property, but uh, Brother Tyler yesterday uh, led his first adult to Christ out on soul winning yesterday. And that was exciting. I, I saw that picture and uh, had a man there. You could see he was taking him through the scriptures and then he was praying with them. And I saw that. Well, I got more excited about him leading somebody to Christ than I do about myself leading somebody to Christ. Just a thrill uh, to see that and get that news yesterday. And I rejoice with Brother Tyler about that. I know Mrs. Anton's led a mother, one of our uh, bus kids, to Christ yesterday, which was uh, quite exciting the way that all panned out and worked out. And, you know, God is, uh, uh, God, God is a great organizer, amen? Uh, I used to say, I used to say, man, it's a small world. It's a small world, but the truth of the matter is it's a real big world. It just has a real good manager, amen? And uh, God's able to just connect people and put things together, divine appointments and all that's there. And so we rejoice. I just wanted to let you know that about uh, Brother uh, Tyler, and that was exciting to me, amen? And I love to tell the story, amen? like to tell people about Christ. And listen, hey, you got, you got to talk to people to tell them. Amen. You got you to gotta carry gospel uh, tracts with you and, and invite cards if you would. And you got you to gotta speak up. You got to step out and, and invite and talk and start a conversation to be able to tell the story. And uh, so thank God for that yesterday. So it was a good uh, soul winning day yesterday for them while they were out. And, uh, and I just rejoiced and wanted to share that with you. That, that song really uh, spoke to my heart about that. Matthew 22, and if you would, looking at verse 37, the Bible says, And Jesus said unto him... Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Of course, we preached on that this morning. We preached on with all thy heart. And, uh, and that's where we revealed uh, the theme, what we want to try to maybe have an emphasis in and focus in on uh, some this year. Last year, by grace, the year prior to that, it was uh, uh, on purpose. And, and then, uh, well, it then turned into church is essential. Right, we had that, and and uh, and working through uh, different things. Sometimes, hey, the, sometimes what 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 happens uh, changes what the theme is. But we've had quite a few themes through the years, right? And uh, we've had uh, a house of prayer. You'll remember that, and we went into our uh, prayer revival and that time that we had that go on there. We've had uh, uh, seeking to save. We've had different ones. People have asked me, hey, why don't you take some time and, and go back over all of the uh, things? And I told Brother Kyle, I said, you know. 
know what, I could do that. I, I could like preach, uh, you know, like a, a message or something, you know, and, and with all of the themes and those would be the points. He said, no, 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 don't do that, do that, don't do that. He goes, there's got to be about 17, 18 themes uh, that you've done now and, and, and we'll never get out of church. It, it'd be fine. Don't, don't worry about it, all right? And I said, well, maybe we'll do one a week or something like that. And so we'll go back. And I, I've been contemplating that a little bit and uh, working through that. I say that and Mrs. Arcan immediately goes, Oh, my soul. I, don't, I can't go back through all those files and get all that stuff out. But, but uh, maybe we could just flash them up on the screen one after. No, I'm, I, I knew that would get her. Because, listen, we were doing things before we had uh, screens or very much computer software. I mean, we were doing them where we, where, where we put the vinyl letters. We'd stick them. Uh, stick the vinyl letters on the banner and then hang the banner over top of the curtain in the old uh, storefront. So we're not going back that way, okay? Some things you just got to keep looking forward, all right? And don't look back. Isn't that what uh, the Apostle Paul said? He goes, I press toward the mark, right? And uh, this one thing I do, right? Forgetting those things. So sometimes you just got to forget it and move on, all right? And uh, Matthew 22, though, in verse 37, we, we've claimed this this year that, we, listen, let's endeavor uh, to love the Lord thy God with with all thy heart. Without re-preaching this morning's message, and I'd encourage you to go back, it's online, go and, and, and look it up. You can fast forward through all the singing and all that kind of stuff and get right to the good part. And, um, but you can get to it and, and get the background of the message and all of that. But, but basically we said in a very simplistic way, and we'll talk more about it in the days to come, but in a very simplistic way uh, that, that, that to love God, God, and God wants us to love Him, in order to love God with all of our heart, it requires some things. And listen, it requires your head, if you would, or your mind to study God. God, we, we need to study to get to know God. We need to search uh, the scriptures and, and get to know who Jesus is. And, and uh, he, he even, uh, uh, if you would, got on the Pharisees a little bit and says, man, search the scriptures. You, you search the scriptures and, and you've missed me. I mean, if you knew the scriptures so much, you'd, you'd know who I am. You'd, you'd recognize me. You'd understand who I am, you see. And so, so we, need to, we need to study uh, to, to, to know him, if you would. And then it, we, we need to have a heart to submit to him. We need to obey. We need to walk in all his ways. And we need to obey him. And then uh, we, we need your hands, your hands to serve him. And uh, if, if you're going to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, it, it's really speaking of all of you. It's all in. All in. It's not part of you. It's not a little bit. It's not one area of your life. It's not this. It's getting God. The heart refers to the center, to the core, if you would. And if we get God in the center, boy, this is many of us, we've got God a little bit off to the side. It's not good enough to get him close because close, hey, that'll put you out of balance, right? You got to get it in the right place. You got to get God in the center, and this, the, preacher, the preacher struggles and fights and battles uh, to, to, to try to keep God at the center of my life. And, and if we get God center, if, we, if, if with all our heart, hey, all the other things in our life will balance. You don't have to take away from. 
I mean, I, I, in, recent, in recent days, and I, I was almost appalled when I heard it. I, I, I'd heard uh, preachers say things about it when I was in Bible college and, and when I, I, I've been in conferences and things uh, through the years. But I'm just talking in recent days, in the last year or two. Uh, recently, I've heard uh, a preacher basically say, you know, if you're going to live uh, for God all out, then, uh, you know, you're going to have to give your, you know, you, you, you sacrifice your family. And, and I just, I don't think that's the truth. I don't think that's, I don't think that's biblical. I don't think that's what, uh, I don't think that's what's required. I mean, there, there, are, uh, there are requirements of, of, of a pastor. And, uh, and I, would, I, I would, if you allow me for a moment, I might would take, hey, those requirements of a pastor. And, and I would think that, hey, mostly other, uh, uh, what we would call uh, 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 pastor-like positions, let's say evangelist and missionary and different ones like that. You know, th there's requirements there about a man's family being in order. About a man's family being in order. I'm not talking about children that, hey, fight and go to the devil and, and, and grow up and, and live and, and, and uh, you know, walk away from the faith and, and, uh, and rebel against. I don't necessarily think that pastor, his adult kids have gone and, and it's his fault and he shouldn't pastor. I'm just simply saying that if God says uh, that the, the man ought to have his family in, 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 in order, then God certainly isn't saying that a man should sacrifice his family in order to serve the Lord. You, you understand? I, what I'm trying to tell you as, 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 as followers of Christ that, hey, listen, you don't have to sacrifice uh, 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 your family or sacrifice everything in your life to serve God flat out with your whole heart. I believe that you can have hobbies. I believe that you can have uh, some things uh, in your life. I don't think God's against you enjoying some things and, and having some nice things in your life. Uh, but if you've got to get God in the center... If you'll get God in the center, those things will be balanced well in your life. And you can enjoy uh, that God, He came to give us life and, and life more abundantly. It's about getting the priority and getting God, with all, serving Him with all our heart. If we'll do that with all our heart, hey, our other relationships will balance. Other relationships are balanced. God's not asking you to be nasty to this one so you can be faithful to Him. And God's not asking you to uh, uh, forsake your kids uh, so you can be faithful to Him. Now look, you may have to say no to some things, schedule-wise. Uh, we don't play baseball at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. We don't do that. Uh, we, don't, we don't take on things uh, that, that are contrary to the scheduled things of, of God. But then, hey, listen, I may not be able to do that particular activity uh, on this uh, uh, Tuesday. We, we've scheduled, I have family time, and we're doing this, and I may not be able to do that unless, hey, we kind of get it worked out with the family to do that. Are you following what I'm saying? I, I, think you, I think you get what I mean. I just wanted to be clear that when you get God in the center, I mean, I think God gets a false uh, 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 um, a bad rap sometimes as if you can't have a bicycle and go bike riding with your family uh, because the preacher's preaching to you you need to go soul winning and, and be in the missions conference and, 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 and be faithful and work a bus route look you can do those things and still have bike riding time you might just have to come home from work and hey instead of sitting in front of the television Okay, come on now, is it preaching time or not? I, I'm feeling some preaching coming on, I don't know why. Uh, but, but, but you may have to, hey, not watch television and sit and, uh, you know, and, and actually, hey, get on a bike and go with the family or go for a walk or do something like that. Now look, hey, I'm no different than you are, look at me. I'm no health nut here, man. I'm not exercising like I should. 
I'm just to say, it's just as easy for me to sit down in my nice little comfortable chair that Mrs. Arcan bought me for my little home office and put my feet up on that little ottoman that she bought me for my home office, and now that thing has just become almost attached to me. We're like Velcro. I mean, I like it. And I get a nice little cup of coffee. Got a double window right there in my little home office. I can look out and I see the deer come by every day. I don't want to leave that spot anymore. But my point is, is hey, listen, if I had, if I had young children and whatnot, hey, I'm, I wouldn't be able to stay there all the time if we we're going to have quality time. I won't be able to blame God is what I'm getting at. Well, you know, we've got so much going on at church. You know, hey, listen, don't give me that. Let me tell you what your problem is. You don't have God at the center of your life. You have God at the center of your life. Okay, so do you get the point there at all? And, and it works around, so let's move on. But that was this morning. Now, I didn't preach like that this morning, just so you know, okay? So you go watch it. it, it you won't hear that. But, but the idea is, is that, hey, the Lord was saying, hey, here, here's the greatest command of all. The greatest. That's what he said in verse 38. Look at it. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The Lord was putting up a pretty, pretty high, uh, a pretty high uh, 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 priority on the second as he was the first. Now, obviously, he said first and great is the love of the Lord thy God with all thy heart. But then he did say, and the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So that's a pretty, hey, he's just put another pretty high uh, priority and, and, and raised the bar pretty high on this. And then he makes this statement in verse 40 where he says, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Because this crowd, and I don't have time to go back through the whole uh, uh, message from this morning, but this crowd uh, knew all the law and the prophets. And, 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 and what the Jews were obeying there is what the prophets had preached and prophesied and preached how people could do. Then there were the, the law that God had given Moses and the Leviticus and all of that. And we've discussed that in the past. Roughly maybe 613 uh, laws that you can identify easy. So say, what's the law? It's these 613 of them. And out of those, what's, what's the most important? Then, of course, you know, we've heard, you know, Elijah preach messages. And you've got Jonah preach messages. You, you, you've got Isaiah who wrote. Uh, many uh, much prophecy you you've got Jeremiah you got Lamentations there uh, you got Ezekiel you, you've got all these prophets and something and what do they say and what, what do they preach and, and what should we do here and and boy and so they they got this Malachi you know is over there right now here's what your problem is and uh, all these things and so now they, they take all of that and, and and they're trying to live their lives by it and they ask the Lord trying to trip him up in this context of this chapter hey what's the great and he tells them, hey, point blank, without hesitation, hey, number one and greatest is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And the second is like unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. And he goes, I'm telling you this, guys, hey, on these two commandments hang everything else. You get these two done, if you accomplish these two, you ain't got to worry about what all the other ones are. How many of you are worried about all of the secondary uh, 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 problems and, and charges that could happen from drug uh, possession. 
There are a lot of people here worried about what the consequences are and what the law is about uh, carrying illegal drugs and, and distributing illegal drugs and all that. Most of you, if I surveyed, you probably don't have a clue what they are. You, you, know, you know, you get in trouble for it and whatnot. You don't know what all the consequences and everything are. You know why? Because you ain't planning on ever doing it. You ain't got to worry about it if you don't ever go around any kind of illegal drugs. You ain't got to worry about it. And what the Lord's saying here is if you just love the Lord thy God with all that heart and love your neighbor as yourself, you ain't got to worry about all them laws anyways. What he was telling them Pharisees was, hey, your problem is, is God's not the center of your life. You're caught up on studying all these laws and trying to make everybody else do this, do that, do this, do that. And you know I'm an independent fundamental Baptist and I'm good at doing that. But they were getting all about all this stuff. And he says, the problem is, is it ain't in your heart. You, you, you want to get out the rod and you want to get out here and measure everybody and, and see where everybody's at. He goes, I'll tell you where you need to get at is get, get in love with God and get in loving people. If you'll love God and love people, you won't have to worry about all these other ones. Huh? That doesn't mean we don't care about the other ones. doesn't mean that we don't live the other ones. Hey, but when we get God right in our lives, there's other ones. What, what, what did he say? They're not grievous. His commandments are not grievous to us. Well, it's not even, we don't even think about it. We don't even think about it. Oh, man, yeah, I got to go to church. Oh, man, you mean I need to tell somebody about Jesus? You mean I got to tithe? You mean I got to do the... You mean, no, no, we don't, even, it's, it, we don't even think about it. We even think we just do it. Why? Because we love God. Because we love God. Now, when he says on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, it, it, it immediately takes my mind back to a message I've given you before. And, and I felt compelled to, to, to bring this message tonight to kind of tie, if you would, the, uh, the, the theme a little bit to this truth that the Lord gives us in chapter 40. And so I'd like for you, if you would, to take your Bible and turn back to uh, 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Now, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And so you, if you can picture these two commandments... You picture them there uh, uh, somewhere on a wall or, or, or on a board or, or somewhere, uh, a post somewhere. All these, the, these two commandments are hanging there. And then all the, all the 613 commands, all the works of the prophets and the words of the prophets are all hanging there on these two commandments. They all stem off of those. Get these two. Everything else hangs off of that. Well, how are these two commandments hanging there? And they're hanging there on the hook, or if you would, the nail of love. The nail of love. The nail that these commandments hang on, that, 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 that they're hanging, that everything else hangs off of, is there. It's held there by the nail of love. That's what the context, that's what it is. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and then love thy neighbor as thyself. Love. Love's the nail that holds these in place. And if you're there in 1 John chapter 4, and 1 John chapter 4, looking down at verse 8, if you would, and 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8, the Bible says here, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Huh? He that loveth not knoweth not God. Hey, if you don't love, you don't know God. Because God is love. 
In this, verse 9, was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation just means he, he came to be the payment. He came to appease the Lord. He came to take the place. He made the payment for our sins, right? That simply puts it. But I love that word propitiation, right? Makes boy like it's really, it's big. I mean, it's high. And it is. But, but really, it just means he appeased God. This is why over in Ephesians, and we'll get back to our Ephesians Bible study that's been taking us about, it seems like, a, 10 years now to get through. Uh, but, but it's why over there in Ephesians, he says, hey, that, that he forgave. He said, I forgive for Christ's sake. For Christ's sake, I forgave. For Christ's sake, for his payment, for his appeased. He appeased for us. And then he says here, he goes on to say, Beloved, verse 11, uh, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. And his love is perfected in us. That's if we love one another. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. Verse 14, we have, uh, and we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath, sent, uh, hath to us God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So, hey, love casts out fear. Hey, when love is perfected in our lives, there's no fear. We're not afraid. We're not afraid of what's going to happen to us. We're not afraid of this. We're not scared, you know, if you would. Uh, perfect love casteth out fear. Verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. I'm going to stop there for now. I wanted to read that scripture to you, but I just wanted to talk for a minute here about this thing of the nail of love or love is the nail. Love is the nail that the two great commandments hang on, which all the other commandments hang off of. You follow me? Love. All right, that we have here in 1 John chapter 4, we have the description of love where he says in verse 10, it says, herein is love. Here's what love is. Love is, here is what, is what it is. That, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation. Hey, John 15, 13 says it like this. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. That a man laid down his life. He says, here's what it is. It's, it's sacrifice. It's, it's, it's putting your life aside for a moment to help and be a service to somebody else. 
It's to put your, your, if you would, uh, 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 your comfort, your uh, 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 provision, put that down for a minute, lay down your life for a friend. We know, of course, Christ gave the ultimate. He literally laid down his physical life, hey, for us. Hey, he says there's no greater love than that. When we, hey, when we... Leave what we're doing to go help somebody else with what they're doing. Hey, listen, when we, hey, fold everything up at the house, turn the lights off, get in a car and rush down to the church, hey, uh, to join side-by-side uh, 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 side to worship our God together and encourage one another and, hey, and, and, and try to provoke each other to keep doing and, and to do right this week and to live uh, for one another, bring those kids in uh, from uh, the neighborhoods and parents and adults in. I mean, it's not just little kids. You know, the bus ministry, hey, it, it, it's from the cradle to the grave. Amen. I mean, it, it goes all the way. And so, uh, but the idea is, is, hey, we lay down our lives, why? For others. This is the description. Romans 5, 8 said, But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The description of love is sacrificial. This is why in 1 Corinthians 13, that great love chapter, and it's why we, 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 we love our King James Bible, because it's charity, it's love in action. It's not just an emotion, it's a verb. I mean, we're, we're doing something. This, this is how love behaves. It, it describes how love behaves. Charity, it, this is how it is. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, 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 puff itself up. It doesn't vault itself. It doesn't like sin. It, it repels from that. It, it, it doesn't wink at sin. No, no, no. It identifies sin. It, it, it reaches in and pulls people out of the miry pit. I mean, I'm just trying to say uh, that, that it's not some kind of a, a fuzzy-wuzzy thing. Uh, but but it, is, it is described in a way that, hey, it's, it's, it's laying down one's life for another. And then not only do we see the description of love, but we also see the duty of love in verse 11. And this plays off of uh, in Matthew 22 and verse 39, but it says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Our duty, the duty of love. The duty of love is to love one another. Is to, hey, is to care about, to pray for each other, to encourage each other. Hey, John 15, 12, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Well, man, how do you love us? Well, I've taught you. I've instructed you. I've shared the truths. This is Jesus talking, not me. I've shared the truths with you. I've, 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 I've revealed some of the mysteries. I've done miracles with you. We've walked together. We've talked together. We've shared uh, some difficulties together, and now I'm going to the cross, and I'm going to die for you. This is, this is how I love you. As I have loved you, that's how you're supposed to love each other. Huh? And there's times where we've done that. There's times where, hey, people have come. I was thinking about Brother Eli. We tease, Mrs. Arkan, I tease about Eli all the time. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I, look, I'm brave. I can go to any city, go to any place. I'm, I'm willing, I'm not afraid to walk into some pretty rough situations. Now, as I get older, I'm not as quick to walk into those situations. That's not fear, that's wisdom. 
okay? That's wisdom. That's all that is. Uh, but, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is I hate critters. I hate little bugs. I hate little mice. I hate, little, I hate anything. Hey, I hate anything that doesn't have two legs and likes pepperoni pizza like me, okay? Just not into all that. You, you, can, you can have your dogs. You can all of that stuff. I'm not going to get into a fight with you and banter tonight. But it, years ago, we, I was out. Uh, matter of fact, I was in a doctor's office, and, and, and my phone was sitting on the thing. I was laid out on, a, uh, on one of those you know, medical things, and a doctor was examining me, and my phone kept ringing, and the doctor would bring it over, and I'd hit the button, it stopped ringing, and it was ringing, and I'd hit the button and put it. I mean, literally, the doctor was bringing it over, and, you know, and I felt so bad, you know, it was ringing. And finally, he left the room, and, you know, and, I, and I reached, almost fell off the thing, and it was Miss Arcan calling me. And she said, there's, there, 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 there's a monster in the house. There's a monster in here. And I said, what? What do you mean? Hey, and, and she told me it was a chipmunk. And I said, yeah, well, that's not all. When she said chipmunk, I thought, monster! She said, there's a chipmunk in the house. And I said, oh, she goes, she goes Eli's uh, next door. And Brother Eli used to have a little lawn uh, mowing uh, business going. He was cutting our neighbor's grass. And I said, well, we'll, we'll call Brother Eli, and, and, and I'll get there as quick as I can. And, man, and I, I got to the house, and there was Brother Eli, man. He was in all my kitchen cabinets chasing this chipmunk. And, and I went, oh, my soul. He was, and, and I just like, kill it, Eli, kill it. Yeah, and I was standing on top of the couch, you know. And, uh, and he's like, oh, I want to kill the thing. I mean, he just, he just got lost. He's in the wrong place. I said, I know. It's in my house. Man, he's an intruder. You know, and, well, we, and finally I got like a sheet or something. I, I can't remember what we did, but Eli finally scared the thing, I, and it was coming right at me. I'm going to tell you, that thing must have been about this big. I, I'm, you think they're little. That, that, that is a falsehood of cartoons and television, friend. They're like this big with teeth that come out. And that thing was coming at me, and I held up the little thing, and, and it scooted out and went right out the front door and left. And Eli was, man, I, I tell you, preacher, and he was just laughing at me. He goes, but you know, that's the kind of stuff Eli does. But the thing is, is that thing went right around, went right back in the same little pipe. It was coming in through our uh, um, a sump pump ejection pipe. It was going into that pipe, coming in, climbing down through the pipe, coming in, getting into our sump pump, and then climbing back up into my house and running around. So as quick as it did that, Eli left. Hey, that thing was back in my house. So what did I do? I got Mrs. Arcan and Emma, got him out in the car, sent him, and I called Eli and said, I need you to come back. Things come back. He said, what do you mean? Well, just get him out. I, I can't mess with that. But I'm just saying, hey, what was he doing? He, he, he was loving me. He was loving our family. Frank Evans had come, middle of the night, did different things uh, through the years. It, what, it's just kind of, and you've done the same. I think about some, how, how some of y'all have helped uh, Warren and Darlene and, and different ones through the years. Look, you're, you're busy. You've got things going on. They're busy. They've got things going on. But you know what? Sometimes you put that down to go try to be a help to somebody else. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but you say, listen to me. You say, well, man, that's love. I know, but it's also our duty. Now, I'm not saying we ought to do it, you know, with that kind of an attitude, like, well, this is my duty. I, you know, nobody likes that. You know, you know the old story of the preacher whose uh, wife, she said, do you love me? And, and he said, well, well, why do you love me? And, and he said, because God commanded me to. And then she went to the other preacher and said, can you believe what he said? He said, I asked him if he loved me, and he said he did love me. And I asked him why he loved me, and he said, because God commanded me to. And he said, yeah, well, what's wrong with that? Well, that's not very romantic. Well, hey, would you rather him love you 
or not love you. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, but y'all all know I love you because God commanded me to. That's not very romantic. We don't want to go around living like that. But we want to understand that, hey, we do have a duty. We ought to. Ephesians 432 says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted. Be ye kind. Can I say that again? Be ye kind. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Well, you think about it, a holy, a thrice holy God who warned us, who, who, who demonstrated to us, who, who, I'm, and then we've still sinned. He's pretty kind. I mean, the fact that, the, the fact that any of us are here shows a pretty tender-hearted God. He's long-suffering, wanting us to come to him. Huh? And he's drawling. He's kind and tender-hearted. Hey, this is our duty as believers, as followers of Christ. We're to be kind and tender-hearted, forgiving one another. Hey, not only do we see the description of love, the laying down of one's life, not only do we see the duty that we ought to also love like he loved, but then we see the distinction of love here in verse 18. There, there, there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. 2 Timothy 1.7 says it like this, that famous verse, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The distinction of love. Love doesn't fear. I'm not, I ought not be afraid of what you're thinking about me. I ought not be afraid uh, every, every time my wife leaves the house is she going to come back. I, I, brother, I was listening to uh, Brother Baxter, Pastor Baxter down in, uh, I love saying that, Pastor Baxter, uh, down there in Prince Frederick, and uh, they start at 5 o'clock. Now, I'm not recommending you watch his services and skip ours, but uh, I was watching this service while I was getting ready, and, uh, and, and I was listening, and, and he was joking about how, you know, he had thought early this morning uh, when he woke up, he thought, you know, I wonder, could I resign the church and just stay in bed this morning. Would that be the will of God? You know, he was teasing. And you could hear his church. Gasps. Literally on, the, you know, this little live stream that they had going, you know, at five. They, they were like, <gasps> like several people gasped. And, and, and you could tell it got quiet. And then, and then and you could see his face. It, his, his attempt at a joke, like, fell flat. And then he started kind of trying to back, well, you know, I mean, you know, like in this afternoon, and I was joking about it. I mean, and then he was, folks, I'm just, I'm teasing. I'm not, no, not even thinking, not even in my mind about I can remember several years ago, I was going to a Bible conference, and, and I had said, hey, listen, I'm not going to be here this Wednesday. I'll be heading out. And, and man, I, I had three people, this is way back years ago, in the fire hall, uh, not fire hall, the, the, the storefronts, and they came to me and they said, uh, Pets, are, are you're not candidating, are you? I said, can of what? Candidating. I said, candidating? Candidating for what? I'm not running for anything. And they said, you're not, going, you're not going on a job interview at another church, are you? 
I said, no, what would ever give you that thought? Now, I know later who gave them that thought, and praise the Lord, they're not here anymore. Uh, but they gave them that thought. I mean, sometimes you just got to thank God for removing things, okay? And, but, 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 they, but someone was feeding in their mind that I was leaving to go, you know, find a candidate somewhere. And it had about five or six people genuinely upset. Genuinely upset. You know, there, there was a fear there. You know, because in the past, you know what, someone had betrayed them or something. That kind of thing has happened. It does happen at times. But, but can I say to you, when love is perfect, there's no fear. It's not leaving you. I'm not, I, 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 I don't have eyes for anybody else. I'm not looking for something else. And, hey, listen, and if I tell you the truth, I'm not scared that you're going to ditch me over it. I read a post, I don't know if it was yesterday or or today, but some pastor, man, he was, he was lamenting. It was, all, it, it, was, it was apparent that he was hurt. He was hurt about people leaving the church and people not sticking and not coming. And, 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 and I thought, my soul, man, you don't want to unload this on social media. But he was. And, 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 but, but, but basically what he was saying was that, hey, I, 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 because I speak the truth, you leave. And this is what the Apostle Paul said. Have I ceased being your friend? Am I no longer your friend because I tell you the truth? See, love, perfect love, it doesn't have a fear that if I tell you the truth, you're not going to like me anymore. Huh? That we, we can be open and, and honest and, and, and somehow or another, my love is so superficial that some superficial thing could cause me to stop loving you. But I tell you, there's so many families and so many relationships that are so messed up like that. That the love is, 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 is so superficial. It's, hey, it, you know, if you're good to me today, then I'll be good to you uh, today. But if you're not good to me today, I'll not be good. To, hey, listen, what we need to do. I used to love this statement. I used to laugh a little bit at it because he said it so often. My father-in-law, my pastor. But, but he used to say, hey, listen, hey, I can't make you love me, but you can't stop me from loving you. And he used to think, man, that's funny, man, because he was a hard preacher. You know, he preached straight is, is one of me. And, and he was, but you know, it's true. I can't make you treat me a certain way or love me a certain way, but hey, you can't stop me from loving you and being kind to you and, and being uh, courteous to you and praying for you and giving uh, to you and being good to you. Perfect love. Listen, the, the distinction of it. Uh, Romans uh, 8.15 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Listen, man, I, my dad and my mom, and one thing that they did was they, hey, they built a security around my sister and I. I've never doubted, I've never doubted my whole life whether my mom and dad loved me or not. I've never doubted. I've never, I've not always pleased them. I've not always done like I was supposed to do. I, I had a really bad rebellious spot. It was bad. I broke their hearts. When I look back at it, it breaks my heart. But what I never doubted was that they loved me. They provided a security to my sister and I. And, and, and they built, they've, always, they've always encouraged, always wanted best. Always, my wife will testify. That they've always wanted us to prosper. They've always wanted us to do well. They've always, they've always wanted better for us. Not, not like saying you need to have better. 
They, they, didn't, they didn't set up some kind of a thing like, you know, you're not doing good enough. They just, hey, they rejoiced over every little thing. You know, like the kid that, hey, look at him, he made two steps. And everybody else is going, yeah, okay, that's not a big deal. But they were excited for us about it. They didn't go around telling everybody else about that, but they would say to you, good job. Man, we're glad you got that. Hey, I know some parents, man, they're almost like against their kids. They don't want their kids to have more than they got. I know friends that are that way. Envious. Jealous. You know, envy is, hey, envy is, I'm not so, I don't, I don't care so much whether I have it or not. I just don't want you to have it. I don't want you to have it. Why do you get that new car? Well, he got a good job. Well, that's not, that's, that, the distinction of perfect love, friend, is, man, I'm glad you got that car. I'm glad you got that job. I'm glad you got that promotion. Man, I'm glad you got that house. I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you. And then, listen, the delight, last of all, the delight of love in verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. Friend, you, 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 listen, this, this thing, of, this thing of, 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 of loving the Lord thy God with all thy heart, friend, we're only responding to the love he's shown to us. He, his love toward us is what put the ability for us to love him back. The delight. Luke 7, 47 says, Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. I, I, I pondered that parable, that story for years uh, about that. And, and man, you know, somebody who gets saved out of a, a, a horrific life of drug addiction and immorality and all of this, man, and they get on fire for God. You know, they're, they're, they're so excited because they had such wickedness that was forgiven them. And then you have this crowd that never did anything, hardly ever, you know, and they're just, they, they don't really have a, a real good, uh, uh, you know, excitement about the things of God. That's not true. It's not, the, it's not the mountain of sins that you have there. It, it was not, it was not the, 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 the act of sin. It was the perception of the individual. The, 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 hey, listen, the person, when I got saved as a six-year-old boy, I had never stolen, I'd never robbed a bank, I'd never been in, uh, uh, in drugs, I'd never committed any immorality. But can I tell you something? I was on my way to hell just the same as the one who had. I mean, look, when that preacher was preaching that evening of Vacation Bible School and about uh, hell, and I mean, he dangled us over the lake of fire. But it wasn't the lake of fire that, that, that got me so much. was the fact that I realized I was a sinner. I realized that I was a sinner. Hey, just like they were talking about on Vacation Bible School that we needed to get the gospel to the little boys and girls in Africa because they were talking to little boys and girls because they need to get saved as they were trying to raise money and, and promote missions and that type of thing in Vacation Bible School as a little boy about these kids in this faraway land called Africa that needed to get saved. It suddenly occurred to little Paul Arcan, hey, I don't live all the way over there in Africa but hey, right here in the little Morningside, this little boy, hey, needs to get saved too. And friend, God saved me. 
God saved me, and when He saved me, listen to me, it, it thrilled my soul that I was saved. Uh, that I was, hey, that I was born again. I was on my way to heaven now. Hey, friend, listen, I may have gotten rebellious later, but hey, at the time of my salvation, there was no, de- but, but the thrill of it, it's not the, the, uh, the, it's not the pile of sins. It's how we perceive what God did for us. And he says, hey, this woman perceived that she was a sinner. And friend, the Pharisees never perceived themselves as sinners. They always kind of looked at themselves like, well, you know, I'm not like them. And if we're not careful, friend, we'll sit here in our little independent Baptist church and we'll get to thinking very often. We hear hard preaching, straight preaching, right things so often. We'll get the idea sometimes that we are something that we're not. Just because we sit under the the sound of it so much. And then we begin to look down and, and we become, hey, very often, well, we're not like them. When the reality is, without Christ, we're worse than them. It's not what we're, it's the perception of it. And and so the delight of it, hey, this woman was excited. She loved much. Why? Because her sins were forgiven. Well, I got news for you. Every one of us that has trusted Christ as our Savior, our sins are forgiven. That ought to bring a delight to our soul. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, hey, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And then he said, and the second, that's the first and great commandment. But the second is like unto it. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And he says, on these two, on these two, on these two commandments, on these two, hang." Hang all the law and the prophets. But friend, what they hang on, the nail that allows them to hang there is the nail of love. Love is the nail. And friend, listen, we need to fall in love. We need to fall in love with God again. We need to fall in love with each other again. That's not a mushy little term between just a boy and a girl. Okay? We need to love each other. My brother-in-law, I tease him all the time. I never hang, he never hangs up the phone with, from me. Never. I mean, he'll call, he called last night, put him on speakerphone so my wife could laugh at him for a little while. And, and he called last night, hey, he never hangs up the phone. He never, never. I, I've never had him hang up the phone from talking to me where he says, I love you, brother. Love you, brother. All right, man, I better get off of here, brother. I love you, man. I love you, brother. I love you, man. Love you, brother. I love you, brother. I love you, man. You know what? He's sincere about it. And, he, and, and I know that he loves me. And I love him, too. Most of the time he hangs up before I can say I love you back because he's so quick to do what he's doing the next thing. But, but, but my point is, is that, hey, loving people, that, that's not just like boy-girl kind of thing. That's not some mushy, weird kind of a thing. Hey, Jesus loves you. Amen. Hey, you know what? And I love you. Amen. And you know what? We need to love each other. Amen. We need to love each other. And, and if we'll do that, listen to me, we'll be able to live a life We'll be able to live a life that is with all thy heart. Father, we thank you for the Bible tonight. I pray, God, that you would help us, Lord, to get reacquainted, to get reacquainted with the love of God, that our hearts would be enlarged for each other, for the world, the lost world that's out there, but, Lord, for the saved world that's in here. And then, Lord, for you, Lord, that we would just fall in love with your word, 
We'd fall in love with praying. We'd fall in love with singing. We'd fall in love with preaching. We'd fall in love with serving. Being able to just get to do anything in your name. Father, I pray you'd help us tonight with heads bowed, eyes closed. I wonder you say, Preacher, you know, I'm not sure that I'm saved. I've never been born again, never been saved. Would you pray for me? Is there anybody like that with an uplifted hand? You'd say, Preacher, I need to get it settled. I've never been saved. All right, then I wonder tonight, you say, Preacher, you know what? I need to get in love with God again. Oh, I need to get in love with, each, with, with my fellow brothers and sisters again. There's some things I need, to, I need to, I just need to let love be the dominant thing in my life. You know, love looks past, we'll get past a whole lot of things. We just love each other. Let's stand together as the music begins to play. Let's join these others that have already come. Let's respond. God's spoken to us. Let's respond to Him. With all thy heart. Listen, we're going to be dismissed. With that, I'm going to ask Brother Burwagger to come dismiss us tonight. And uh, listen, let's work at it this week. Let's, let's, let's see. Try to give it your all this week in your Bible reading, in your witnessing. When you go to work, work with all your heart, right? Work. Work on your job with all your heart. Get, get, get re, reacquainted with, hey, giving it your all in everything that you do, all right? Wash the dishes with all your heart. All right. Okay, I'm not going to say any more. All right, Brother Burwagger, vacuum the floor with all. No, Brother, Brother Burwagger, dismiss us in prayer. Father, I do thank you for a day that we can have in your house, Lord, just to learn of your truths, and Lord, just how exciting they are to us. I pray that you would help us, Lord, uh, that the love of Christ would help us to keep our heart with all diligence for all of it, uh, the issues of life, that we would live right for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.